0: So, I want to read this, because Sean read this, I think he read it on, when did you read those praise things? On Wednesday night. He read these praise things, and and I I want you to hear something. I, I pray this morning that you will not sit here and say, this is just another Sunday service. I pray this morning, my prayer for you this morning and for me is that we will mean business here with ourselves and with our walk with god this morning knowing that he wants to do something specific special in your life today in your season whatever that might be i pray that god will meet you in your season today and 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 bring turnaround but for two weeks at least God has been dealing with me on the the scripture in where is it um, uh, Isaiah I think it's Isaiah uh, um, 61 where he gets to and he says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now the song that they did this morning it was we did it um, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me is the old chorus, but that's the words are in this new song. Praise Him, right? Praise the Lord, oh, my soul, and everything that is within me, okay? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When we started listening to that new song a couple of weeks ago, and I'm trying to put into words what I heard in the Spirit, um, it was like God was saying, you are going from neutral to drive. You're going from loss to victory. You're going from stagnation to to something that is really moving. and I see God operating in the church in the change of season, but I see him doing it victoriously by praise. Now, praise doesn't always come from a praise that, We get the victory first, and then we praise afterwards. God's always, the spirit realm works differently. We praise first, and then we see the victory. We praise by faith. We praise from a situation of knowing that God is on our side, and He has guaranteed us, as Sean said, we might lose some rounds, like in boxing. But the end of the fight is already guaranteed, because He won. He is risen. So you you can't lose this morning. You might have a bad day. You might have a bad round. But you praise God not to get something. You praise God because you've got something. You praise him because you're you're victorious. So Psalm 149 and 150. I I I really pray right now, hard. I turn the volume up that you will feel a move in your spirit right now. That you will you will see a vengeance. Like them that went down to the battle in in Jehoshaphat, and he said, You will not have to fight, but you go down anyway because God is going to fight for you. And then he turns around and he says, put the singers in front. I I can literally feel a vengeance coming for the church. I can literally feel a day of breakthrough coming. All All the knocks that you've taken over the last couple of months, all that Rattling that the devil tried to distract you. I feel a vengeance taking place in the children of God as they start to praise from a position of, I don't know why I'm praising. It hasn't changed yet. The situation is still the same, but I'm going to praise you anyway. Ah! Praise, Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. Well, have you ever sung a new song? You can make up a new song every single morning. You can get happy. <laughs> I was driving back from Checkers on Saturday afternoon, and they were playing. Uh, help me, Lord. Um, One through on the platform, and another on the train. i spent life in your day. The house of the rising sun. I changed the words of the house rising sun around completely. And I was singing praise and worship to the last. My God is in my life. His victory is forever. And he is definitely not done. You can... Praise God in a new song. You can make up the word. God said, by the Spirit, make up a new song. Okay, anyway, this is not my sermon. I've got to rush. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Uh, uh, him that uh, Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name and dance. Ha <laughs> It's not wrong to dance in the church. Uh, let... Oh Lord. Some people are only saved from their fingers up. Others are saved from their belt up. Listen, I was the main dancer at every wedding I went to and every party. And I danced from, from the time the band started playing till the last song was played. And then I danced out the hall into the car. And then sometimes we danced on the way home. We'd stop under a tree open the doors of the car put the hi-fi on you know inside lacquer and jump out and long arm at the intersection if i could serve the world like that how come i can't serve god like that yes yeah, see, huh? Uh, let them sing praises unto him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Say, God takes pleasure in me. When I'm on, when I'm off, when I'm good, when I'm bad, God has decided in his heart to take pleasure in me. Can't change his mind, oh, man in his people, he will beautify the meek with salvation. Yes, he's done it. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Lekker, jy leed daar en jy slaap wil nie kom nie. En dan loof jy, loof die Heer, oor myste Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the high praises... Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Say mouth. A two-edged sword in their hand. The word of the Lord is talking about a two-edged sword in your hand. Put your Bible in your hand, and say, there's the two-edged sword, but I can put it with the high praises because it comes out of my mouth. He says, a two-edged sword. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. All right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Let the high praises of God, a two-edged sword in the hand to execute Vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Policeman, go and see your superior. You coming back with another? No- you coming back with another vent- verdict? You are coming back and saying, "Listen, guys, you can go and do whatever you like on these streets, and we will cover you." Uh, to bind the kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them judgment written it is finished the judgment is written this honor say honor have all his saints say I have this honor to execute a judgment not on people on the enemy praise ye the Lord Psalm 150, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament. Praise His power. Praise Him for His mighty act. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him in this with the sound of trumpet. Praise Him with psaltery and heart. Praise Him with timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instrument and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now, this is my message to you this morning. Wherever you at right now, the season, church, the season to you and to me is about to change, is changing, has changed. But to receive it this morning, you have to put praise in your mouth. Get a praise song, get two praise songs, get a, a whole bunch of songs on your phone spend every morning praising god spend lunch time praising god start to come into action start praying you say dave you do not know what it looks like in my life i don't have to i have not got to do with that i have got to do with what god said you to do praise the lord now everything around you is going to go against your praise Everything around you is going to say, look at Biden, look at the economy, look at Russia, look at Ukraine, look at oil price. You do not look at those things. You only look to God and you praise him. You praise him in every situation when the bank manager rolls in and says, listen, we're going to foreclose. Wait until he's gone. If he's still there, go into the toilet, lock the door and praise him. Hallelujah. All right. So, let's see how far I can go. Hey, man. So, I'm listening to sermons. And things coming across the phone. And I need you to be, for a moment, just really sober and honest with yourself as I get honest with you. I am 69 years old. I've been a child of God for 40 years. I've been in full-time ministry 35. Thereabouts. and I, I keep on loose doing the maths over it. When you get older, you have to do it continually to remind yourself. Pause. Let's take an example. Sean preaches an awesome sermon. Gets us all. And you're blessed. It's the best message you've heard in months. And you leave here. And you go, Yes, Pastor Sean. Thank you. That het my bless. You blessed me. It was so awesome. And then you just go back to being who you are. I'm talking about me. Not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I find myself answering the WhatsApps. Answering the shares on Facebook. Lekker. Awesome. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. If all those reactions, all those sermons, are all the word of God, they were really anointed, they were what you needed in that moment, and it was awesome, But in thirty-five years, none of the and the awesome and the blessed God has done anything for me or changed me. Because if all the awesomes and all the blessed gods had done something, I would look different, my wife would look different, my finances would look different. My church would look different, the country would look different. If all those messages were taken and they'd made a difference, they were all the truth. They were all God's word. And I'm listening to a guy preach and I'm going, this is awesome. And then it was like God caught me in this moment and He said, Yes, it is awesome. But there was a but. It's time to break the cycle. It's time to stop going around the same mountain in the wilderness. Around and around and around. If the lack of their faith or the non-existent faith killed that faithless generation in the wilderness... And kept them from going into the promise. Then their confession, coupled to their unbelief, gave power to that which happened to them. He says, all of them died in the wilderness without receiving the promise. Because their confession became that, say confession, became that of the ten spies that said this, we are grasshoppers in our own eyes. That was their faithless confession. There's only two confessions this morning either faithful or faithless. But two other guys with another spirit had other confessions. Say confession. 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 And when they got back to the promised land, they didn't take their promise by lot. They said, "Uh ah, you're not just going to give us what you want to. The same strength that was in us 40 years ago when we left this border is the same strength that is in us now. And Caleb said, I'll choose what you give me. I'm going to take the mountainous country where the giants live because I spent 40 years confessing that this land belongs to me and every place I place my foot. I said, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Faith comes by hearing. Can anybody hear what I'm thinking? Can anybody give an amen of agreement to what I. God knows your thoughts. God will sometimes answer you without you opening your mouth, but this is the recipe this morning. The recipe this morning is faith comes by hearing a spoken aloud word. I take the very word of God, and I look at it, and I read it aloud. And I say, by His stripes... I am healed. Could you all hear that? You've got to hear me this morning. For years, I have not confessed aloud with the faith of that confession or in that confession, knowing that God wants me to say something. Say, say something. Say, say something. Say, speak life. In the beginning God said he didn't wave his hand he didn't kick with his foot he didn't jump up and down God said if you get it this morning it's not a complicated message the problem is, it's an unapplied message. And I'm not judging anybody this morning. I'm preaching this morning today. I'm giving you the message God spoke to me about this week. And he said, you haven't seen it because you haven't said it. In a continued, full-hearted, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. My word is just a hammer that he rots for bristle. My word is like a hammer that destroys. I've got to put the jackhammer, brother, into the rock and then I've got to confess and confess and confess and confess so that deck, I'm going camera go taka, 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 and eventually the rock that's in front of me break because of the power of God's word. I have to speak it. I have to speak it. I have to speak it aloud. My prayers have got to become vocal. We cannot be a silent church. We've got to walk around and if you have nothing to say and you can't say it and you don't know what to say. He said when we do not know what to pray, we pray unspeakable groanings in the spirit and even that has an effect on you because it's loud, it's a frequency it's a vibration i'm getting ready for this message and i'm in the word and i'm listening to a song and whoop it jumps up and there's this advert, advert on Facebook or something, and it says that they cleaned. I don't know how true it is, but why should it jump up on my phone last night? Never seen it before. They cleaned the Gulf of Mexico by putting these things, these huge pylons in the Gulf of Mexico and playing a certain frequency. Revive the, cleanse the waters. How much how much of your body is water? 70%, 80%. Hey, they cleansed the waters of the Gulf of Mexico by playing a frequency through it. We know that Japanese man played ugly, swearing, cursing stuff to water, and the water got dark, and, 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 and then he spoke beautiful things to that same water, and it, and it got... We know that science proves the word, not the word proves science. In the beginning, God said. "Oh, well let's go to 1 John. John 1. In the beginning was the? God said, God the Father, God Creator, spoke Jesus. And Holy Spirit said, I will work with. God said, the Spirit hovered upon the waters, and God said. Let there be light. Let me take one confession this morning. Let your kingdom come. If we start calling God's kingdom on South Africa, if we start calling God's kingdom on Cape Town's Maya, if we start calling God's kingdom upon the taxi industry, if we say, let it come, let your kingdom come on earth in Cape Town, as it is in heaven, then government of heaven, kingdom of God, comes out of the unseen into the seen and produces itself in my health, in my family, in my life. I've got to speak it aloud. I've got to bring it. Abraham didn't know what I'm preaching. Stands in the prayer before, speaks about this thing, my only son. Huh? This new, talking about Isaac, talking about the covenant. God says to Abraham, You'll be the father of many nations. My Pratni, not saying a word, finally goes out, said, God, will I ever get this son you promised? Step out of your tent, look up at the stars count them if you can they said but i tell you what i'm gonna help you i'm gonna change your name i'm gonna call you abraham and you're gonna call your wife not sarai but sarah he put the very confession in his mouth so now he's walking around he's going Father of many nations, pleased to meet you. Father of many nations, Kenna. And she's going to every tea party and every woman's group saying, Mother of princes, aangenome. And suddenly a promise that's been missing since 75, now at 99 years going into 100, produces itself in a barren woman and a man that's too old to have children. But he had to speak it into existence. The reason he had not yet seen it is he had not yet spoken it. One can put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. Imagine if everybody in this church came to an agreement in confession and started speaking the same thing. There's enough power in this room to turn the entire world right on its head, right now, right in this moment. If you have the faith in God's word and say, I will speak it. There's an opposite parallel truth to those who didn't confess and died in the wilderness. And those are the two, Caleb and Joshua, that did. So the opposite parallel truth demonstrates to us that it were God's Word, the power of God's Word. We can call messages that we read and awesome, that we impressed, touched, I've already said this, but unless we take the power into our own mouths in confession of the power and understanding of that intended, intentional, creative ability, God did not give his word unintentionally, by the by, happenstance. He said, here's my word. I intentionally give it to you. I put it in your mouth. All you have to do is two things, believe and confess. For the word of God is near to you in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith that we speak. He said, then confess that word and you will be saved. Mark 11, Jesus, Mark 4, no, Mark 11, Jesus comes to a fig tree and he curses it. And they say, nothing happens. And they go, hmm, maybe you should stick to blind eyes and deaf ears. And they go with him home. On the way back in the next morning, they look at the tree and it died from the root up. Have you ever seen a tree die? Ask France and Teresa. They die from the Larkis down. But this tree's died from the root up. And they say, Jesus, there's the tree that you cursed. And he says, have faith in God. Amen. And then he speaks to them about it. He says, whatever you say, when you say to a mountain, be rooted up and be lifted up, say it, say it. David did not run at Goliath with his mouth closed. And I don't know where it says, he said to Goliath, the same way God gave the bear and the lion, he will give you this giant into my hands. He didn't run at the giant with his mouth closed. He said to him, you man, uncircumcised, meaning you without covenant, you without covenant, How dare you challenge the armies of those who have covenant? Because they were circumcised. And Goliath wasn't. So Goliath had no covenant, but they had covenants based on the covenant. He ran at him with the word of the covenant and said, you're going down. He ran with his mouth open, not his mouth closed, and spoke to that thing. And the rock went where he spoke. (laughs) As het ek was, and I het ik was en hij liep vanuit Skopje, ik denk die grootste ding wat is so Hey, voetstuk brak, geef dat lam terug. But David learned something somewhere early enough in his psalm singing or whatever. He quoted covenant to that bear and that line. I'm convinced it doesn't stand anywhere in the word. But I think he practiced that thing and said. This is the property of a covenant that man is my dad's sheep. Who are you to steal this sheep? You lion, you are not. And he grabbed him by the beard, rick thy scarpie out. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How? When I take what he's saying and I say the same thing. Amen. Hebrews 3, Jesus is the high priest of my profession. Sure. Which means confession, profession, interchangeable word. The word there is homo logia. Homo the same logia God's word. Two ways, subjectively and objectively. First of all, I'm saying, you are the very word of God. And you are my savior. And so I'm saying the same thing that God's saying, Jesus said, I'm your savior. I say, you are my savior. You're my Lord. And objectively is when I turn around and I say, Lord, whatever you have said over me, I am saying back to you. I am blessed, I am saved, I am healed, Paul says, I say this, I am what I am by the grace of God, Jesus made confessions all the time, how am I doing, it's time to draw that line in the sand, he said, understanding of that creative ability, intentional creative ability that was intended, that the Father placed in them the words to be spoken by us. And He did it so that we would live by it. When you start this tradition Inverted commas, this morning it works like this it was so in the past, it is so in the now, and it will be in the future, and it will be in the mouths of my children's children. God has given us, say me, everything. Hang on a minute. Has given, past tense. Everything. Yara, help me! I believe, Lord, help me! I'm waiting for this. Earth. God says, I'm crying for you. The Father's heart is broken for you because He's saying, I've already given it to you. It's already in your position. I cannot do anything more for you than I have already done. God has given us everything that applies to life and godliness. So speak it. The patent son, the patent son is Jesus And we are built on the pattern. So what Jesus did and spoke, so we are to do. Jesus in front of Lazarus' tomb. Just get this. Did he eye Lazarus out of the tomb? He said, remove the stone and then he had to be specific cause if he said come forth he would have entered the entirety of the death realm die graf is leeg as hy net gesê het kom he had to call him by name Lazarus oh and he didn't whisper it sorry i know some of your backgrounds and i come out of the similar background but i think god sent me to the army to become a sergeant major on purpose so that i could learn how to shout commands but at church we were silent still to silent prayers you can pray silent prayers. I've got nothing against them. But that's not got to be your norm. Even if you lock yourself in your bedroom, I say, calm us. And you open your mouth. You have to open your mouth because faith comes by hearing. I have to hear it. I'm going to prophesy quickly now. It's a couple of things. How many messages? Okay, we've done that. Da, 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 da. If you're just listening uh, to or participating in being present, could change your circumstances, the word around you. Why hasn't it yet not achieved that? Because has not yet been spoken into creation. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Only two things, life or death. Speak life. Don't confess the problem. Confess the answer. Lord, I see the corruption, but I thank you, you have the ability to wipe that corruption out. I thank you, Lord, you will bring about a change in the atmosphere and corruption will be no more. Said, it's not possible. Yes, with my God, all things are possible. Cannot speak the negativity, cannot be in agreement with the world. Kan nie al die probleme herhaal nie. Intercession is not going to look at the negative. Ooh, these intercessors that get together. Oh, God, it's dark in the world. Lord, help us with the darkness. No, no, you're not supposed to speak the problem. You're supposed to speak the answer. That's why if you want to be an intercessor in this church, you've got to say thank you, Lord, that you paid for it all on the cross. And then don't wait for an intercession group. Cry yourself. Oh, am being Cry yourself and your life, and your kar. Ge, in your car. Ja. Go. <laughs> see, he's, he's talking to me now. Go down to the hospital all by yourself. All by your lonesome, lonesome. And if you still do shy, to walk up to someone's bed, walk up and down the passage. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you that every cripple in this place, every heartbroken in this place, every stickant in this place is healed already by you on the cross. Thank you that it is a finished work. I declare it in the passages of this place today. And then none come back to church and say, Pastor, you know what? Man, I spent four hours in the hospital today. No, 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 go and do it silently, because God sees in secret (laughs) what you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Roman centurion, speak the word only. Came to Jesus and said, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof, but word, he addressed the word. He didn't say that, but but Jesus is the word. He said, word, speak a word. And immediately, his servant was healed. Abraham believed God. And he believed in a God that called the things that be not called. Called. Called the things. He didn't whisper the things. He didn't think the things. He called the things. God called that which is not to be. And Abraham believed that kind of God. And God said to Adam, I am going to bring you all the animals. And whatever you name them, <laughs> that's right in the beginning. I get, a, I get a message from a family member on albiside She's been listening to the wrong kind of stuff. She said, this wooden cross, this guy priest, I don't know if they look at the church. This wooden cross that people have in their churches or the wooden cross and the cross and what... People are worshiping, bowing down before. Have you seen anybody in this church worship that cross? Not even the man on the cross. What we believe is what was done on the cross and that. Makes us worshippers of Him. That said, the Son to the cross. We don't worship a wooden. But just by the way, he said, "Oh, those high places that they put on the top of every mountain." The, the, uh, what what what? What do we that? Boom, um, The the worship of of trees and and of of groves and stuff. He said he equated that the church worshiping wooden crosses in their church have become worshippers of of holy trees does he not read his bible in the beginning god created all the trees of the garden so trees come from god there was a tree of life there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil and you know what he even hung his son on a tree so that he could break the curse but the trees existed long before the or before there were holy groves of trees on the top of every mountain God created trees in the garden, and the tree of life is His Son. People must read their Bible, and then they must quote things consequently in the Word. Okay, just a quiet rant. Leave that out. Okay. Ah, we're almost there. As you my. No victory over Jericho without a shout. No Lazarus from the tomb without a loud voice. No bones in the valley coming together and standing up a great army without a prophet prophesying to the bones. Ezekiel. Moses gets to the Red Sea. And God says, why are you crying to me? Stretch out your rod. He you said, oh, so it was the stretching out of the rod that parted the sea. Wait a minute. His last meeting with Pharaoh, Pharaoh's last chance. Pharaoh says to him, if I see you again, I will kill you. Moses' faith confession. You will never see my face again. Then they go down to the ocean, and the people of Israel shout. They say, Pharaoh's coming. Pharaoh's coming. Moses never turns around. He speaks over his shoulder to them. He says, as you see them today you will never see them again. He never turns to face Pharaoh because he has a confession that says, God will make a way where there is no way. Then God says, stop crying to me, stretch the rod. But his faith confession had already been, he said, I won't see his face. Elisha gets to the river. He says, where is the God of Elijah? Yes, He. Then he smites the river and the river parts. You can go through the entire word. You will find this principle if you look hard enough. You will find this principle in everything. There was a spoken word somewhere that spoke something that caused something that caused the miracle. We are in a season of change now. I uh, close quickly because I there's so much more, but I'll close quickly. Did you hear the news? Have you heard the news? Every no, oh, that's another. It's my past. Oh, you'll you'll. So in the politics, the men and women of this world use words, but they don't understand what they're using. But if you're listening, you can take their words and say, hmm, I'm going to change the meaning of that. Moonshot? The coalition of all parties in this country to dethrone the ANC moonshot, that's a really bad faith confession. In meaning, it's so high, it's too high to come by. It's like a shot to the moon. I speak to my prophetic wife. She says, yes, it's going to be a moonshot. Far above all of our expectations. Years ago when the Spirit started to move at, at um, the airport church in Toronto, there was a guy who came from a very traditional background, a professor of theology, never seen the whole didn't believe in the gifts. And God started moving in those services and he looked around him and realized he'd never been taught about the Holy Ghost. And he wrote a book called Surprised, Surprised by the Power. Of the Spirit, if you can get it, it's it's an awesome book. It's written by a guy by the name of Jack Deere, D E E R E. And last night when I was thinking about this, I was surprised by the power of the Spirit, the sudden lease of God. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Is the speaking of the mouths of the people who have been told that Jesus the Savior, the Messiah? They say, Can anything good come from Nazareth? They've always got this belittling, you know, the devil's always trying to get you to doubt in what the God can do, but God specializes in the impossible. Amen. There are prophecies out there that says, Essay is a small boat on a big ocean with some big fish. But what on earth are we doing there? God intentionally placed us there, not by the slim, clever planner of our government, but by God's intent that we will be in good company when the time comes. (laughs) God uses the underdog. Look at Gideon. Look at David when he met Goliath. Look at Moses when he met Pharaoh. God uses the most unlikely. Go and read 1 Corinthians 1 27 to 29. He uses the super things to confuse the wise, He uses the weak things to confuse the strong. Because it's not of us, it's of Him. For the natural, for, 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 for the works of God are foolishness to the natural man. But to the things of the Spirit to God are His strength and His wisdom. The question is, go and do some stocktaking. taking. And have a look at the amount of word that you've heard, that you've experienced, that you've listened to, your, da- your daily Bible readings, the stuff that comes through YouTube and Facebook. and Go look at all of that. You know what I made my mind up to do? To take some very simplistic things and stop letting the mass thing distract me. Can I give you a revelation this morning? I believe it's a revelation. When things are in great abundance, overflow, what do they call it when there's too much fruit? Like a, a, a surplus, an overflow. The thing that's in overflow loses its value and becomes commonplace. I'm revealing to you the plan of the enemy in your life and my life in 2023. There's such an abundance of word that we don't even have enough time to spend on one sermon because we're already jumping to the next one. We're already jumping to the next one. There's so much word out there. The enemy said, if I can't take them under, I'll blow them over by giving them a surplus of the great things of god and it's become commonplace to us but go and have a look at china at the places where they have to memorize a piece of paper with one scripture on and then pass it to the next one and it's in short supply and it's in this it's even threatened The word becomes the most valuable thing they have. It's more priceless than silver and gold. We have to, by choice this morning, say there's a surplus of it. But I'm going to take every word that's applicable to me. And even if I don't get to half the stuff that gets sent over my phone, I'm going to get one thing. And I'm going to make it my own. And I'm going to confess that till I see it break forth in my life. And then I'll go on to the next one. But I'm going to make it precious because it comes from God. And it's the infallible word. I want it to become really special. There's a scripture I read just in passing. It says, my words are like silver and gold. I hope I I got something through to you. I'm preaching to me. You can hear about my conversation with God this week. I'm not preaching to you. If you want to be part of that, it's fine. I don't want you to feel threatened. I don't want you to feel judged. I don't want you to feel I'm preaching at you. But I'm saying to you, this is my confession. I haven't confessed the word aloud enough. The Copeland say this, if you are confessing the word and sickness hits your body, double your confession. Amen. So the moment something hits you that's contradictory to who you are, double your confession, triple your confession, say the, God of word, the, the word of God will not return void, but will achieve the goal that it is sent to. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is. May God take the things called decreeing, declaring, proclaiming, proclamation, prophecy, call, speak, say so. Every word, that voice, everything that's it, whenever you read it from today on, hear the word of the Lord to you and say, I'm going to take that and I'm going to speak that in agreement. I'm going to make it my confession. Yeah. I'm like a guy in the ring that just let the bell ring for the first round oh Jesus so this is what I did this week me and my family I drew a line in the sand, and I said, this is a new day. This is a fresh beginning. What's past is past. The cycles of loss, the cycles of sickness, the cycles of poverty, all of that is past. I am stepping across this line and leaving that behind, and I'm stepping into a new confession of a new day. Today, the cycles of loss end. Today, the cycles of poverty end. Today, the cycles of defeat end. Today, all of that stuff ends. We've been through enough of those cycles. My, my grandfather, Albie's grandfather, it like follows us. I said, no, 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 no. It stops today because I'm going to confess something different. but it has to come out of your mouth, aloud. Father, I pray this morning that your people will have heard something and that from today they will start to take every word that is written in this book that is positive confession that is life-giving, that is life-changing, that is saving, that is healing, that is breakthrough. And they will start to confess it. They won't start confessing when the problem arises. They'll start confessing long before the problem arises. And that when the problems arise, they will double and triple their confession because God said. In Jesus' name.